And we thought it would be a good idea to try and get a, a, a good sense of indemnity forms, when they signed, what do they mean, and so on. And to do this, we're joined by Shaista Singh, who's an associate at Chepston and Wiley Attorneys. Ms. Singh, good afternoon, and thanks for your time. Good afternoon, John, and good afternoon to all the 702 listeners. Thank you for having me on your show. In, indemnity forms, what is the legal standing of those? Well, firstly, I think parents must read and understand and know exactly what they are signing. I know that there are many a times they are presented with an indemnity form on short notice and told to sign or their child won't be permitted to attend the event or the camp or whatever it is that it may be. But secondly, the Consumer Protection Act deals significantly with indemnity clauses and exemption clauses and waivers. And it uh, prescribes certain fundamental consumer rights. And I think this is what listeners want to be aware of, that they have the right to fair, just and reasonable terms. And this, of course, may influence the validity and enforceability of these clauses. Um, If any term is not in line with the requirements of the Consumer Protection Act, it can be declared unenforceable unenforceable and then be set aside by the court and this may include an order to compensate the consumer for losses or expenses now the consumer protection act specifically states that you may not exclude or limit your liability for gross negligence now whether you try to do so by means of an indemnity or a disclaimer it is prohibited, um, and any such term or condition to that effect is prohibited. So I'm just going to quickly touch on two sections of the Consumer Protection Act, and that's Section yes. 48. Um, section 48 provides that a supplier must not require a consumer to waive any liability of the supply on terms that are unfair, unreasonable, or unjust. And this section also lists criteria in order to determine whether a condition is unfair or unreasonable. And it includes terms that are excessively one-sided in favor of one person other than the consumer. And the other section is Section 49.2, which states that if a provision or notice concerns any activity which is subject to risks, the consumer's attention must be brought to the fact that the nature or the potential effect of the risk. Now, the consumer must explicitly agree um, by signing or otherwise indicating their acknowledgement thereof. So it is required that they be aware of any risks that are of an unusual character, which a consumer could not necessarily be reasonably expected to be aware of. Thanks very much for that. Shaista Singh is an associate at Shepston and Wiley Attorneys.